Okay, Boker Tov. <coughs> Today's daf is daf Yud Aleph from Sochem. We learn for a four Shlema. For Tova, Miriam, Bastvara, Mindel, Davra Cohen, Ben Bluma, Tzina Rochel, and Yaakov Cohen, Ben Zlata, Malka. <coughs> May they all have a four Shlema quickly. <coughs> Yesterday at the end of the daf, we were discussing the machlokas between Rabbi Huda and the Rabbanan. Usually the Rabbanan is usually Rameyer. When the, the Bar Plukt of Rabbi Huda is usually uh, Rameyer. Uh, but the Machlokas here clearly was based on what the Gemara explained, not the way the Mishnah simply read, was that everybody agrees that you should check on the eve, you should do the B'dikas Chometz on the eve of the 14th, if not on the morning, and if not, you have to do it by noontime. However, what about afterwards? According to Rashi, Rabbi Yehuda is saying that uh, you cannot check it at all after, afterwards. In other words, not simply Rabbi Huda, but everybody agrees. Rabbi Huda says you can't check after noon. You shouldn't check at all. Possibly because you might come to eat it or because by that point you're over in Bayero, Bayimotse, right? Uh, according to the way Rashi learns. So everybody agrees Rabbi Huda says you can't check anymore. You have to check by noon. That's it, the latest. According to the Machlokas, Rashi and Tosfas, Rashi and most other Rishon, Rashi says, according to Rabbanan, you could check even until Leil HaSeder, until nightfall, until, until Pesach begins. And according to Tosfus, it means, no, you could check even throughout Pesach to make sure you don't need any chametz, or even after Pesach, you have to make sure that you don't have any chametz shovel of a Pesach. Okay, but Rashi learns that the reason is, is that you check, it shouldn't be over by your by Matzah, so you must check it by noon. So I just was medayik at the end that it could be that it's Masha from the way Tosis explains Rashi that you're not chayav by raw on on um, on erev Pesach. You're only chayav by raw by matzay on Pesach itself. It could be that's a diik from Tosis. I'm not sure. However, uh, the iser certainly there's an oser to have anah. You can't eat chametz anymore from the from noon on erev Pesach, and you and you can't have any anah. The question is about your by matzah. It's mashed from the way Rashi, the way Tos is explaining Rashi, that maybe according to Rashi, you're not over by a raw um, on, on air of Pesach. In any case, uh, we, we have this machlok, as Rabbi Yudah says, you shouldn't check any more after 12 o'clock on air of Pesach. And according to the Rabbanan or a mayor, you could check afterwards, according to Rashi, all the way till Pesach, and according to Tos, it's all the way till after Pesach. So what's the reason why <clears throat> Rabbi says you can't check anymore after 12? Because you might come to eat. It's a goes, it's a gzair, maybe you'll come to eat from there. That's what the Gemara says. Gzair, we're afraid since you eat chametz normally every day, you might come to eat chametz if you find it after 12 o'clock too. And then it's certainly Asr Menatari to eat chametz. So the Gemara now says the last line on the page on Yudam and Does Rabbi really goes there? We're going to look at other things in Shas where Rabbi maybe is not goes there. Maybe you'll come to eat it. But tonight we learn by Chodesh. Chodesh, you're not allowed to eat from the new crop of grain, wheat, etc. until you bring the carbon on the second day of, of the carbon omer, the second day of Pesach. It's called the carbon omer. Until then, everything is Chodesh. But, <clears throat> so what would they do? They would bring the carbon on the second day of Pesach, the first day of Chalamoid, in Eretz Yisrael, and, uh, and then they could start eating hummus. So what they did was, the merchants all had their grain ready. They were ready to sell. The, the markets were full of, of, um, of Chodesh, of, grain, of new wheat, uh, but they couldn't sell it, and they couldn't. Nobody could eat it until they brought the carbon pesach. But tonight we learned Mishakar Omer when the time when the Omer was brought. <clears throat> as soon as they brought the carbon number, Yotzin, they went out. Umotzin Shukur Shlaim. They found the sh- the markets Shem Malayim Kachvakal were full of flour and and uh, and parched uh, parched uh, uh, wheat. Um, they f- then they were full. They were all ready to sell. Shlobat Sacham the Chum weren't happy with that. 
They said you shouldn't have it all ready to go as soon as the carbon because then maybe you'll come to eat before. So don't have it ready. Don't have it ready to sell right before. Divra Meir, Rabbi Yudomer, Rabbi Yudomer, Baratzen Chomer, Chom allowed it. In other words, Chom allowed it. So what do you see? Why was Rabbi Yudomer afraid that maybe you'll come to eat the Chadash before? Just like over here, he's afraid. Don't check, don't look for Chomets after, after 12 because we're afraid you might come to eat some. If you find some, you might come to eat it. Here, you weren't afraid you might come to eat the Chadash. I'll tell you, there's a shinoi over there. See, when you're looking for chametz, oh, there's a bread. I had a sandwich this morning. I didn't finish my sandwich. I might take a, a bite. But by chadash, the way they prepared the prepared it to sell, they weren't allowed to harvest it in the normal way. They only were matzah to do it with plucking, not regular harvesting with a sickle. So because of that, they would remember not to eat a chadash. In other words, they they had a a memory uh, a memory sign to remind you don't eat the chametz, don't eat the uh, chadash. So Rabbi Yudah, yes, normally he would he goes there, he might come to eat something by mistake, but over here they did it with a shinui so that you shouldn't come to do it. I'm only buy a tenach b'shas ketifa. That's Ryan, fine. That's Ryan. fine when they when they pluck it. Yeah. Ryan, also, how do you compare the chadash case? The chadash case that was their business. They knew that they weren't allowed to eat it. Yeah, I mean, what's no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't just. It wasn't. It wasn't just the businessmen. It was everybody involved. The farmers. Everybody. I understand, yeah. but they didn't eat it because it was chodesh. Okay, so here they didn't here, eat it because of chametz. Okay, so the answer. So that's what Rabbi says, because it was with a shinoi. When you do it with a shinoi, it's different. The hummus that you're finding, it's the same sandwich you ate this morning or no, last you night. Can say that with any issur. No, no. It with, depends. Okay. Why are you allowed? Yeah. So, why, it, so the, know, why are you allowed to turn on a light be, right before Shabbos? Okay. So uh, right. Uh, yeah. You're allowed to. Okay. So we'll see. The Gemara is going to deal with Shabbos too. We'll see. We'll see different answers for these different problems. So the first thing is with the harvesting of the chadash. The answer is they did it with a shinoi. So when they do it with a the shinoi, they're going to know. They know not to. Eat it. They're not allowed to harvest it. Everybody knows you do it in a different way. With the chametz, you're just finding the same sandwich you ate last night. It's the same thing. So Rabbi is afraid you might come to eat it. We'll see. What about the Rabbanan? The Rabbanan say you could check afterwards. Obviously, like you say, Irving, there's another opinion. The chametz say, as we're going to see that in the Gemara, the chametz issue is, by chametz, you're looking to burn it, right? You're looking to get rid of it. Throw out the chametz, kids. Throw out the chametz. Where's the chametz? So you're not going to eat it if you're, obviously, you're looking to throw it out. Depends how you look at it, right? So Rabbi says, no, you might come to eat it. That's fine when you pluck it. So there's for the shinui. What are you going to do when you grind it, when you sift it? There's no shinui there. We're talking about you have to process the wheat in order to sell it. They use also only a hand mill. They don't use a proper, a regular mill, one that was run by water, usually in those days, or animals. They turn, they turn the sifter upside down. That is, they use the bottom of the sieve, not the, uh, not the top. In other words, everything is done with the shinoi. That's how, that's the answer we're giving at this point. Chodesh is different because this is the first answer. We'll see other answers. The first answer is, is that by Chodesh, everything is done with the Shinoi as a mnemonic, like to remind you uh, not to eat it. That's how Rabbi Yudah learns. Like says, but that's not always, that's not 100%. We learn like this. You know, the Omer must be taken from the best of the Ketzir, the best of, the, uh, of, your, of, your, um, of your fields, right? You got to pull the best barley. It's a barley, uh, it's a barley offering, but it's got to be the best one. So he says, listen, when it comes to uh, fields that need artificial irrigation, not enough by rainwater, but you got to you got to water them by hand. So there, you're allowed to do regular tzir. Why? Because you don't bring the omer from there anyway, 
We only bring the Omer from the best of the fields, Vishemamokim, or the valleys, right? Avalogoshin, don't heap it up, but you can harvest it in the normal way. Vukim the Kributa, and the Gemara over there says that goes like Kributa, Michael and Amer. So that's fine when you say, uh, you know, when you say you're allowed to pluck, you only can pluck regular wheat, but when it comes to uh, when it comes to lousy fields or fields that aren't as uh, rich, that needs uh, special irrigation or that d- don't get so much sunlight, so uh, those you're allowed to harvest. So what are you going to say over there? There's no shinui over there, and yet you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to do that before the omer's brought. Elam Rabaya, forget that answer. Forget the first answer. Elam Rabaya, chadash badl minei. Chometz very simple. Chadash, everybody knows you stay away from chadash. There was the carbon harvest. Everybody knows the whole winter, you know, until the crop comes up, till the carbon was brought, everybody knows you, you, you stay away from it. But chametz, people don't say, yeah, now, of course, on Pesach, people know you don't eat chametz, right? But chametz, normally, when you ate chametz five minutes ago, you might eat it again now. So chametz, people don't stay away from because people eat chametz all year around. Uh, where, whereas chadash, everybody knows for months before, you can't eat it until the carbon is brought. That's the answer that Abayah says. Amarava, so Rabbi says, okay, that's a nice answer for Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda's not, Rabbi Yehuda's goes, Rabbi Chometz, don't check for Chometz after noon on Erev Pesach, because you might come to eat it. Why is he not goes there for, by Chodesh? Chodesh, everybody knows you stay away from it. It's a special home, everybody stays away from that. Nobody touches it. They know everybody, the whole, the whole nation is in sync with this. You can't eat Chodesh until the carbon's brought, so people stay away from it. They know not to eat it. But what about the Rabbanim? The Rabbanim by Chometz are not goes there. And over here they are gozer. So Shalom Bratzin Chachamim. The Chum were not happy with the markets being ready to sell the produce immediately when the carbon was brought. Amarav, Drabiyur, Drabiyur, Kasha, Drabiyur, Amarav, Lo Kasha. So the Kasha and the Rabbana too. Ella, Drabiyur, Drabiyur, Lo Kasha, Kedashinin. We gave a difference. We said that by Chumetz people don't stay away from. Chumetz people eat all year round. Chodesh people stay away from. Drabiyur, Drabiyur, Nami, Lo Kasha. Why? Because who asked Mechazo Al Sofro, Mechel Kochmine? The Rabbana, the reason why they say you're allowed to check for Chumetz, according to Rashi, until Pesach itself, and according to Tosus, even after Pesach, you could check for it all the time, because when you look for it, you're looking to throw it out. So therefore, you're, if you're looking to throw it out, you're not going to eat it. Therefore, there's no concern. But in other cases, the Chum could be, the Chum were concerned. So you, even here, even if you accept this last answer that Rebuta's uh, whole idea of here is, do you stay away from it or not? People stay away. They separate themselves. They detach themselves from things like, like, like uh, Chadash. As long, you know, from Chadash, you don't touch it till then. Whereas, um, uh, that's Rebuta's opinion as opposed to uh, chametz, which people don't stay away from. The Rabbanan say, the Rabbanan say, no, sometimes you make exer, sometimes you don't. In the case of chametz, there's no reason to be concerned because you're looking to throw it out. In the case of chadash, maybe you will come to eat it. So, 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 so we have different opinions over here. Says the Gemara, Ravashi Rashi gives a different reason. Rabbi for a different reason. I'll tell you why it wasn't kasher. You know why Rabbi was not concerned in the case of of uh, of Chadosh. Why? Because Kemach Bakali those things aren't eaten. It said that the Shukim were full of flour and parched corn. In other words, wasn't it its edible form? And therefore, there's no concern about eating it. They, the, the markets were full of of the uh, of the grain in the non-edible form. The Gemara says, this is really a mistake. Because that's fine once it's been parched, once you've uh, you've parched it in the oven. 
Mikarad kali Michael, what do you mean before? Sometimes you do eat wheat in the raw form. Yeah, but it was still a shinui by plucking instead of harvesting, instead of using a sickle. What are you going to say? We get, we, we've been through this already up above, and we said, fine, what about harvesting uh, irriga- fields that need irrigation or fields in the, in the valley that don't produce good, good, uh, good barley? Uh, what about there? There you're allowed, to, uh, you're allowed to pluck, you're allowed to harvest it regularly, so there's no shinui over there. And so therefore the answer is that's not a good answer, this idea of, uh, uh, that you're giving. In other words, it, what, that's fine. Uh, you know, what about until it was parched, until it was, uh, until it was uh, uh, ground up? You could eat it then. You're not going to eat it when it's fine flour. Flour, nobody puts flour into their mouth. But you might eat the, the uh, plant itself, the weed itself, you might eat before. So then it was in an edible form. So why aren't you concerned somebody's going to taste it then? Elamai, El Dravashi Bedusa. Dravashi's answer is not such a good answer. It's a mistake. And we have to go with the answer we said before. Abiyuda does not go there in the case of Chodesh because people stay away from Chodesh. People don't stay away from Chometz. So now we're explaining that according to Abiyuda, the key is, do you stay away from it? People stay away from it. Like we'll see Shabbos. People stay away from Shabbos. People stay away from those things. So are you going to say wherever people stay away from, but when people don't stay away from it, like the case of Chometz, they eat it all year round, Rabbutas Gozer. Is that really the case? By the time we learn, we had this, of course, this is a Mishnah in Bamebed Lika that we say every Friday night. A person should not put a hole in an eggshell uh, fill it with oil. In other words, use that as a, as a fuel uh, injector uh, for your for your fire for your candle on Shabbos. Don't do that. Don't fill up an eggshell with oil and leave it next to there so it'll drip in there and keep. Why? Well, should drip into the into the uh, into the candle. Even if it's made out of earthenware, so it means it's disgusting. It's mias. It's repulsive. And normally you wouldn't eat from there. But why shouldn't you why shouldn't you put it right there? Because you might come to take some oil out of there. You might say, Oh, I need a little oil for my uh you know, for my dish, or I want to put some in the salad or something like that. You might take some oil from there. And that's in a sort of machaba. Rashi in the sixth line, and Rashi explains that when you add uh shemen into if you add oil into a candle, uh into a candle on um uh, whatever you want to call that, a can- like a candle, like a candle on Shabbos, that's 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 burning, which is a, one of the melachas of Shabbos. And if you take away oil, that's machaba, extinguishing. So that's extinguishing a fire. That's an iser. It's an iser. Uh, uh, it's an iser melach on Shabbos. So the Tanakhama says. So therefore, don't put the uh, eggshell with the oil in it next to the candle, because you may come, you may come to draw oil from there. Rabbi Yudas Matar, and Rabbi says you're allowed to. Why are you allowed to? Everybody knows Shabbos you stay away from. You stay away from, right? So what? And the answer is right. Over there, even though people uh, do need oil, oil is oil, as like chametz is chametz, but because of Shabbos, the chumrah of Shabbos, people do stay away. People, when it comes to Nisr Shabbos, Rabbi does not go as where's a chamar. So, what about the Rabbanan? So what about the Rabbanan? What differences did they make? So we'll see the Rabbanan, the key is, they look at every case individually, and they say, in our Mishnah, the concern was you're going to throw it out, right? But over there, what about these other cases? Why are they worried about Shabbos? Because you're worried, Xerah, these things you confuse. Oil is oil. 
In the case of chametz, yeah, there it's because I'm looking to destroy the chametz. Where's the chametz that I can burn? Where's the chametz that I can burn? So obviously you're not going to eat it. You want to burn it. You want to throw it out, right? But over here, other cases, shemen is shemen. So if I need shemen before, I had some more shemen in my salad. I want to put some more shemen. I might take it out of the out of the eggshell. That's why the rabbanon goes. As the Gemara now says, okay, once you're talking about Shabbos, Ramid Shabbos a Shabbos. I'll ask you a kash from Shabbos on Shabbos. You're saying over here, Rabbi Yudah is matter because he says, oh, the chumrah of Shabbos, people are bottled. Rabbi Yudah's sheet is if people stay away from something, no concern. Ramid Shabbos a Shabbos Tanya, Chevel deletion. If let's say you have a bucket and the rope. Uh, for the bucket, uh, tore, and you need to use it in the well, you know, to draw up the water. So for tore, you can't tie a knot to tie it back together, because a knot is also on Shabbos. Elo just make a bow. A bow is not oser. Okay, so they're not goes there, but bro, don't make a, maybe you should, don't make a bow, because you might come to make a, do Isra Malach of Kshira, of being kosher. The Rabbanan say, you could make a bow. Rabbi Yudomer, Korachal of Pundo Piski, you can, you can, you can, uh, um, you can wrap a, uh, belt or a little band, like a girdle band, the garter around that. Now, something you're certainly going to take off because you're not going to leave it there. The belt, you're just doing it temporarily. But don't make a bow. So, Kasher of Yudah, Yudah, Kasher of Rabban. Here it's a Kasher in both. Before you said the Rabbanan said, don't use the eggshell. And here they say, what? That you're allowed to make a bow. You're not worried that if you make a bow, you might come to make a knot. And Rabbi Yudas is over here, no, you can't even do a bow. You can't do a bow at all. So, yeah, what about the Chumr of Shabbos? So it's a kasha and bow. So the Gemara says, shem, shem, It's different. In the case of the oil in the eggshell, oil is, oil is oil. So you confuse one oil with another. If I can use this oil, I might come to use that oil. I might take the oil out of the eggshell. But you're not going to confuse a bow with a knot. So therefore, he said, you can make a bow, you just can't make a knot. That's the Rabbanan Shita. Why they're machmer in the case of the oil, and they're makel in the case of the of the uh, making a bow out of the rope. In other words, you don't have to go use a band or a belt. Just take the rope and make a bow out of it. What about Rabiuda? Rabiuda said, when it comes to Shabbos, you're mach, you know, don't worry, everybody, the Chumr of Shabbos, you stay away from the Chumr of Shabbos. So why, so why over here does he say you can't make a bow? We had this before, this Gemara Neirv, and also the sheet of Rabiuda, that what? The reason why Rabiuda says you can't make a bow is not because he says you're gozi, you make a decree on the bow, lest you come to make a knot. No, He says there's no difference between a permanent knot and a bow. A bow is also can be permanent if that's your intention. So therefore, if you make a bow, that's the same as a knot. That's why he says you can't make a bow here and you must use a belt or a garter or something like that that you're certainly going to remove afterwards. Okay, so now we understand the Rabbanan. When you confuse things, you might oil oil, you, you, you're going to mix it up, or you're not, but otherwise you're not making a You're not going to make a You're not going to make, there's a difference between making a bow and a knot, according to the Rabbanan. You're not even goes one out to the other. According to Rabbanan, it's exactly the same thing. For Ami, Rabbanan, so I ask Akasha on the Rabbanan themselves, the same idea that you can tie a, a uh, belt, uh, a, a, a bucket that was using it, that we're using in a pit, uh, you can use only this sort of a, a band or a, or a, a girdle or something. You can't use a rope. That's what Chum said. You can't use a rope at all. And Rabbi says you're allowed to. Wait a minute. Rabbi said before, what you can't, you, you can't tie it. You can't tie it. Right? Rabbi says uh, you can't use a, uh, a rope at all. You can't even make a bow. And Rabbi Mater. So how does that work? What's going on? So what kind of a rope are we speaking about? If you're talking about a regular rope, Rabbi Mater. 
How could we have matzah? Keshesha kayamu. The varios levtule. A regular rope. If you tie it knot, you're going to leave the knot in there. You're going to leave, and therefore you're making a permanent knot. How could Rabbanan? How could Rabbi say it's mutter? El pshita the guy. We're talking about a special, the rope of a weaver, a weaver's rope. Then you're not going to leave there. It's 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 like a professional tool, and you'll take it away. And that's Rabbi Yudas it. So, and so the Rabbi says you're going to like that. That's no different than a than a than a than a band or a belt or something because you're going to take it away. So and and if that's the case, why were the rabbanon goes? Where goes the rabbanon chevel degardi atu chevel dalman? You see, and you see that the rabbanon were gozer. The rabbanon said before you can make a bow, right? You can make a bow, but uh, uh, you can't make a knot. And here the rabbanon say you can't even use a rope at all. Avalobachevel koshin di because avalobachevel you can't use a chevel at all. So what's the can you as you can't make a knot in the chevel if you if you if you knot it with a with a belt so the belt is not a permanent knot for sure a belt or a band or something of that sort but you can't use an, a, a a belt Rabbi says you're allowed to so why is Rabbi say you're allowed to because it's uh, it's uh, something that elapshita uh, degardi it's something that you're not going to leave there so why would the rabbanon goes if it goes rabbanon chevel degardi atu chevel the alma so you see that the rabbanon are goes are one because of the other so if there goes there uh, if there goes are one um, kind of a rope because of another rope uh, even though the chevel of the gardi you're going to remove but there goes there if you use this you might come to use that and yet they weren't goes there a bow because of a knot. Says ain't chevel bechevel michla. If you'll confuse one rope with another, I neither bechshir lo michafa. In other, you can a, a, a bow is different than a knot. You're not if you allow them to use a, a bow, you're not going to come to make a knot. But a chevel with with one kind of a rope for another, you will. So here Rashi takes a break and summarizes for us. Rashi seven lines from the bottom of the page. He says now we can explain all these cases. We're not done with all the cases, but we'll see more. But he says at this point, the Rabbanon goes to Kolech de Mechlef. Whenever you're going to confuse one item with another, the Rabbanon say you make Xerah. So the Rabbanon say, Bein B'Shabes, Bein B'Shari, Suri Hilkach, B'Chadosh Lefneim or Gozer, because you're a Gozer. It's one, it's the same wheat, it's the same barley, you're Gozer. Chen Shvofer is the same thing with the oil in the eggshell. Chen Dechevel. If you use if any kind of a rope, you may not make a knot in because you might come to leave it there. Rope is confused with because you're looking to burn it. You're not going to mix up a, a bow with a knot. People don't stay away from it. So chametz people don't stay away from. They eat the sandwich last night. They might eat it today too. But in the case where the people stay away from chadash and Shabbos and things of that sort, uh, uh, he, he's there. There he is, Gozer. And the reason he's mocked by by a bow is because he holds a bow itself is 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 the same as a knot. There's no difference uh, halachically. Um, two lines from the bottom of the You're saying when when people stay away from things, like he said, people stay away from chadash and people stay away from isurim of Shabbos. Then Rabbi Yudah is not Gozer. Lo Gozer Rabbi Yudah. But Tanan we learn. But Tanan we learn like this. Bechorsh also dam. Let's say you have a firstborn shore kesevo A's. One of those three animals that are given to the Kohen. And he brings it as a carbon. And there's an iser to make a mum. What's a mum? A per, mum is a permanent blemish in an animal. Just a, Rashi gives us a nice interpretation. Uh, two lines from the bottom of the page in Rashi. What is a blemish? Something that does not grow back the way it was before. So, Bechor that got congested with dam. In those days, I don't know 
Dr. Moshe could explain to us what that means in English, had congestion. In other words, they, they felt they had to let, let blood, the animal was dying, like it was bursting of blood. I don't know what the, how that, what that would be considered, you know, what the uh, medical term is for that today. Um, uh, maybe we need a veterinarian anyway, but so dam, that congestion. Even if the animal was about to die, Rabbi says, you're not allowed to let blood on that animal, right? Uh, you're not allowed to, why? Because there's a concern about putting in a mum. There's an issue to, to put a mum, even to allow the mum, the Pasuk says, mum lo yitmo. you're not allowed to have any mum there. And therefore, we're afraid if you, if, you, if you puncture the animal, even in a place where it will not cause a permanent damage, you might come, you know, you might come to uh, slit his ear or slit his lip in a way that it won't, that something that won't grow back properly Brian, and make a permanent Brian, move. Yeah. Too much blood in an animal or a person is called polysythemia. It means too much blood cells. That's what it means. Well, okay, so here they were able to tell that the animal had, what, too much blood, too much, uh, too much blood? And they, and they would, and they would uh, bleed the animal. Right, so what do they do today for that? They give him a pill. They do it. Steve no, Blitz has it every, every year. Steve Blitz has it done to him. That's uh, also the same thing. Yeah? Steve Blitz has it. You, uh, you do phlebotomy is what it's called. Oh, uh, okay. All right, so, so, uh, so the, you're saying that the... Um, this disease, or whatever you call it, this condition, exists both in men and within humans and and, uh, and animals. But what do you do normally today? Uh, not, I'm not talking about Steve Blitz. I'm talking about what do normal people do. <coughs> I, you know, what I mean, right, what do most people do when they have this condition? They take a pill, probably of some sort, right? No, no, it's a lot of They take blood. They remove blood from the body until, and then a few months later, they may have to do it again. Uh huh. So it's a, this is a common condition. Not common. Not common. Okay. Anyway, this is what happened to the animal. Rebuta says you're not allowed to because unless you make it be an isra and make a mum in the animal, and then of course you can't bring it as a carbon. Besides the isra, Chamam says yakas. Chamam says no. You can draw blood. Just make sure don't put in a permanent blemish. So what do you see over there? Even though people stay away from that, they don't want to put an isra. Everybody knows you can't make a mum in every coin. The, the, the animals in the just of the coin knows he can't do it, and yet <clears throat> Rabbi says you're worried. Maybe you'll come to per, 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 a permanent blemish. So there's a, obviously, so there's a kasha on Rabbi Sigmar says, well, that's also a special case. Hasam al mamona there because the coin is excited about. You know, he's worried that the animal will die. It's his animal. <clears throat> he doesn't want to lose it. <clears throat> Excuse me, Amrina. We say If you allow him to make any. Uh, puncture in the animal at all, even in a place that doesn't cause them. That's because he's so nervous. Don't let him take any um, knife or or uh, whatever or uh, uh, any, any sort of an instrument to the animal. Don't put a puncture in the animal because you're afraid he'll make a permanent one. That's a special case. In other words, yes, a person does stay away from, but we're afraid if we allow him to start putting holes in the animal, he might come to make a permanent one. Rabbanim, the Rabbanim say you're allowed to, just don't make a permanent one. It says Kolshkein, Elo Shoresley, Klal, Asilamebed. If you don't let him at all, he's so worried about his animal, he'll come to make, he won't be even careful. At least if I allow him to do it in a permitted way where he doesn't make a mum. So that's better than saying don't do it at all, and then he sees the animals dying, and then he might come to make a permanent one. So that case is also special. But now you're saying, Rebuta is worried about, he, the person's excited, he's upset about losing the animal, and therefore you allow him to do things, or, or because of that you don't allow him to do anything at all. That's what we're saying here. But Omer, you're not allowed to scrape an animal. An animal's full of dirt, 
and he wants to get rid of the word, it's bothering him. So can you scrape him with some sort of a comb? Because it makes a chabur. If you make a chabur, if you make if you draw blood on an animal on Shabbos or on Yanta, for that matter, if it's not shechita, not lochal nefesh, it's a mum. It's 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 a malacha. But you could scrape it in a different way. What does that mean? We'll see what that means. V'chamram say you can't do it at all. What's the difference between them? Kidur is when you do with a comb, which has got very small teeth, very tiny teeth, and that's going to cause a wound. That's more likely to puncture the animal. Kirtzav Gedolim is like very thick, a comb with very thick teeth, and it won't. So what do you see over there? Rabbi says, "Ain mekatrin beyond the measure." Was Abel you could do with a we could do with a mekatrin. So what do you see? Why don't you say, "Oh, there also the you're worried about the animal, and therefore you should be goes there kartsif because of kadrin. You shouldn't you shouldn't scratch or scrape the animal with even a thick uh, toothed uh, comb because you might come to cause a chabura. You might come to use a small uh, one with the small teeth." So, so why don't you say there too? If a person's worried about his animal, he might, and uh, therefore, in the case of of the bechor, you say, Rabbi says, don't touch the animal at all. Don't don't perform uh, don't perform bloodletting on the animal at all, because you might come to do it because you're upset. So over here too, why do you say why do you say you're allowed to use a large toothed uh, comb? It says Hossam, it's different. over there. He's really upset because if you live alone, he's, the animal's going to die. I'm reading not in Balmonar. The animal's literally going to die. Hachi shavskilef over here. If he doesn't do anything, tsarabiyamu. It's not the person's not as upset. He's not as excited about his animal because the animal's suffering, but the animal's not going to die. Lo am reading adam balmamono. So Rabbi Yudah Maishna Chometz the Gozer Maishna Karts of the Low Gozer. So why by Chometz you Gozer what by Chometz he says don't don't check for the Chometz you might come to eat it and by Karts if you're not Gozer that if you use a large tooth. Comb, you might come to use a small tooth comb. It says, They're two different operations. Bread is bread. It's the same sandwich. If I see the sandwich, I ate the sandwich 10 minutes ago, I might eat the sandwich again now. But large tooth combs or, or in small tooth combs won't be exchanged. Others learn that there's a difference in marks and other differences that depends on, the, on what the uh, comb is made out of. The, the, it's either wood or it's metal. But in any case, the two things are two different operations and you won't exchange them. So the key at the end of the day is our contributor says when a person stays away from something like Chada, or like Shabbos, uh, he's going to, no, no reason to be gozer at all. In the case of making a bow, a bow itself is a malacha. In the case of the animal that Rabbi Yudah says, you don't allow, you, you know, even though you stay away from making a mum, but a person's excited about losing his animal, so he might come to do something. But where he's not excited about it, you know, normally in a, a regular thing, we don't make gzera. So why by chametz does he make a by chametz? You might come to eat the sandwich. It's more likely to eat the sandwich. They're abundant. Don't look at it the way. They're abundant. Say, if you're looking for the sandwich to throw it out, you're certainly not going to eat it. This is, now we said the mission that we brought down before. Rameir says, Ochen kol chamish shesh. What does shesh mean? B'chilis shesh means 11 o'clock. And a six to six day, so means that Torah from noon on, you can't eat any chametz. You can't have enough from chametz. The Rabbanan said an hour before you should get rid of, burn the chametz, an hour before, because people make a mistake. They don't know exactly what time it is. So remember, Ochen Kol Chamesh, you can eat, says you can eat the whole fifth hour. That means from 10 to 11 a.m. This on air of Pesach. But Sarfim Tchilashesh, you burn it at 11 o'clock. Rabbi Yudomer, Ochen Kol Arba, right? The Rabbi Yudah says that you can eat only in the fourth hour, meaning from 9 to 10. The Ton Kol Chamesh, from 10 to 11, you don't do anything. You don't eat it and you don't burn it. You still could have a gnaw then. You can give it to your animal. Okay. The Sarfim Tchilashesh, beginning, everybody agrees you're beginning, you, you burn it at the beginning of, uh, at 11 o'clock. Technically, you could burn it at 12 o'clock. 
but we're afraid you'll make a mistake and you won't burn it until late, later on between 12 and 1 when it's already also by Nova. Oda Rebuta. Rebuta says, in the time of the base mikdash, they they would have a signal. People didn't have clocks, exact timing like we have today. And they would leave a simon in the base of mikdash. On the, on the itzba, itzba is like a... Uh, um, a colonnade in the base of Migdash, uh, they were like you know people could sit on them on the on the on the uh, on the poles on the columns. So they would leave in a certain place two chalos of carbon toda that were puzzle. Why are they puzzling? More we'll explain later on because the toda had forty breads brought with it, ten of which were chametz. And they would bring a lot of them on the 13th, because on the 14th day you couldn't bring it because the chametz would be puzzled after a few hours, and you didn't want to break, you didn't want to, you didn't want to limit the time that you could eat them, because and bring them therefore they'd be puzzled and become nosa. So they brought a lot on the 13th. There were so many, there was a lot of bread left over from the 13th. So they would leave two breads, two loaves that were put on this itztaba, either a column in the colonnade or on the in the Mishnais, it says on the roof there, but they left them in a place that was visible to the to the seaboard, people could see. And when the two loaves were there, people could eat. That means you could eat until 10 o'clock, right? Nitla achas, once, if one of the loaves was removed, that was a sign that it was already 10 o'clock, that four hours in the day had been completed. And therefore, tolan, they suspended. No, no more eating. Lo ochen, below some, you didn't have to burn it. There's no, no concern, you didn't have to burn it. Out of a chumrah, because, because some people can make a mistake, even in two hours, possibly, and possibly eat it. So they said, you know, even at 10 o'clock in the morning, you shouldn't eat anymore, but you don't have to burn it yet. Nit when they were both removed, then it chilukomsarf, and that's the sign it was at 11 o'clock. So another, until 10 o'clock, there were two loaves there. At 10 o'clock, they removed one loaf, so people know you can't eat anymore, but you don't have to burn yet. You could still have a gnaw. And at 11 o'clock, they removed both loaves. Both loaves were gone. The second loaf was removed, and then they knew it was 11 o'clock. It was time to burn. And Leel says, Mulil said that yes, you can. Everybody agrees you could eat. Uh, he agrees with the beauty. You can only eat chulin until ten o'clock. Truma kol chamesh. Rameir said you could even eat until eleven o'clock. But Rabbi said you can only eat till ten o'clock. Mulil agrees you can only eat till ten o'clock. But Truma you can eat the whole the, till eleven o'clock. Why? Because Truma, as long as it's mutter to eat, you're not allowed to get, you're not allowed to destroy it. So if it's mutter, you should eat it. So you could eat until eleven o'clock. But so from Tchilashesh, you're beginning at the be, and everybody agrees you, you burn it at eleven o'clock. So what's the issue over here about when you should eat, when you should burn or not, when you should stop eating? Because people don't know exactly what time it is. So this leads us into San, Warren Sanhedrin. Two Adam come along and give testimony and say that Reuben killed Shimon. Now, you know, it has to be checked. You know, what was he wearing at the time? What day was it? What day of the week was it? What hour, etc. So they do the, the, the various chakir. So Tanos, and we learn like this. After they described that, that the murder took place on Tuesday, they say, was that on the second of the month? What day of the month was it? So one guy says it was on the second of the month, one of the eight, and one guy says it was on the third of the month. That does not disqualify their aidas. They're not talking about two different cases necessarily because they didn't know what day of the month it was. Why? One guy knew that the, that the month, the previous month was 30 days, and therefore the new month that they're in now started a day later. <clears throat> therefore, it's on, he said it's the second of the month. The other guy didn't know. The other guy thought that Rosh Chodesh was on the 30th of the previous month, right? That the previous month was 29 days, and therefore he thought it was the third. So th- that doesn't necessarily disqualify them that they're talking about two different things. If one says it was the second of the month, one says it was the third of the month. Perhaps today, when everybody has the calendar on their phone or on their computer all over the place, may be different. But if it's possible that they were not necessarily uh, contradicting one another. 
Okay, Echad Omer B'Shlosh V'Echad Omer B'Hei. Let's say, though, one guy said it was on the third of the month, one guy said it was on the fifth of the month. Then they do some B'Tela. They're, they, they're not talking about the same case, and you don't have two witnesses to kill the murderer. Okay? Echad Omer, it doesn't mean you would kill these guys, because they're not, uh, you only kill them if they're Adam Zomani, Mano Isim, etc. Okay, but their Adam is Batal. Echad Omer Shos Shos. Let's say one guy says it took place at, uh, at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. One guy says it took place at 3 o'clock. Edus and Kayamas, because people make a mistake. That's what we're dealing with here. People make a mistake in the hour. What time it is? Echram Shosh Vechanam Bechamesh. If one guy says it was at three and one guy said it was at five, then their uh, Edus is Batal, uh, according to the first Tana, which is presumably Rameir. He takes out Rameir, but it's presumably Rameir. Why? Because they're tar- not talking about the same case. People don't make such a mistake. Review Romer, Edus and Kayamas. It's still valid because people can make such a mistake between three o'clock and five o'clock. Even though Rabbi says you can make a mistake in two hours, but if it was at five hours, when you say five and seven, we really mean 11 o'clock in the morning and one o'clock in the afternoon, fifth hour in the day and seventh hour in the day. Why? Because the sun is, everybody knows if it's before noon or afternoon because they can just see where the sun is. So people know that. So if one guy says it was 11 in the morning, one says it was at one o'clock in the afternoon, then they're not talking about the same thing. So it's Edus' bottle. Amr so we have this machlokis between Rabbi Yud and Rameir. Rabbi Yud, Meir says you only allow a difference of one hour, apparently. Rabbi Yud says you even allow a difference of two unless it's between morning and afternoon. Amr Rabbi, when you analyze this machlokis between Rabbi Yud and Rameir, you, will, you could say, you could say, people don't make a mistake at all in the time. They know what time it is. And you can only make you can only allow a mistake of up to a half an hour. How what does that mean? In other words, even a contributor, people don't make a mistake of in a full hour, only in a half an hour. How so? The story that they're talking about was at the end of the second hour, beginning of the third hour. So if we're talking about a six to six day, the end of the second hour, let's say, would be at uh, 7.59 in the morning. The, you know, at the end of the second hour, right before 8 o'clock. And uh, that was when this story happened. Let's say it happened about 8 at 8 o'clock in the morning. They saw the murder took place. The one who said it was at the second hour, it was at the end of the second hour. The day starts at 6 a.m. So at the end of the second hour, was 8 o'clock. The one who said at the third hour, but shows the beginning of the third hour, they could both be talking about the same case. In other words, a mayor who says that if one says second hour, one says third hour, it's valid because there, there's no mistake over here. One guy, one guy considered 8 o'clock at the end of the second hour. One guy considered 8 o'clock at the beginning of the third hour. According to Rabbi a person makes a mistake in a half an hour. The story took place was at, at the half of the fourth hour. The fourth hour is between, let's say it took place at 9.30 a.m. So one who says it took place at the third hour, it was the end of the third hour, meaning the end of the third hour what would be nine o'clock in the morning? But Katoi Palgadashat makes a mistake in a half an hour. The story actually took place at nine thirty. The murder took place at nine thirty. One, guy, the guy who said it took place at three, he meant at nine o'clock. Makes a mistake in a half an hour, like Lekame, meaning the Katoi Palgadashat Lekame, meaning he was a half an hour early. Behind the comer, the one who said five hours, which would mean eleven o'clock, which would mean right, but he means the beginning of the fifth hour. I mean, right, beginning of the fifth hour, which would be 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock is between 10 and 11 is the fifth hour, beginning of the 10 o'clock. And he's making a mistake a half an hour later. In other words, the story took place at 9.30. One guy said it took place at 9. One guy said it took place at 10. They make a mistake of half an hour. Yes. 
all these uh, differences in time, it has to be it has to be defined as daytime when there's light. That's correct. They, could, That's, they couldn't tell the difference between a half an hour at night. At night, exactly. We're talking about in the daytime. We're talking about in the day, for sure. We're talking about in the day. Now, the Gemara is going to say, so that's one way. That's what Abaya says. Abaya says, and other mayor says that people don't make a mistake. They know about what time it is. The reason two and three is okay because they're talking about the same thing. And the reason, according to Abiyuda, why even three and five is okay is because they make a mistake of a half an hour, but no more. Now, <clears throat> in other words, we're trying to say that, they're, that the two testimonies are in sync, that they're saying about the same thing. The Gemara is going to ask, tomorrow's Gemara is going to ask, what do you mean? We always try to save the innocent, save the defendant, right? You always try to look for, so if the Adam are, if there's a question, what do they mean? Don't we try to separate the two witnesses and say they're not really talking, they're not talking about the same case to try to defend the witness? The Gemara is going to ask about that. But anyway, first we're saying this, so Abaya first says that according to a mayor, People know exactly what time it is. Contrary to Rabbi Yudah, make a mistake in half an hour. Economy, some say, I'm Rabbiya, Chetim if you really want to analyze this, Ladivra, Mayor, Adam Toa, Mashu. People make a mistake of a little bit. Not that they don't make a mistake at all. They don't make just a Mashu. Dear Rabbi Yudah, Adam Toa, Show, Mashu. According to Rabbi Yudah, people mistake, make a mistake of an hour and, a, and, and plus, an hour plus, an hour and a little bit. Ladivra, Mayor, Adam Toa, Mashu. Maiskiave, Besov, Shtayim. Uh, it wasn't exactly at 8 o'clock. The story took place at 758, 759, 8, 801, 802. Right? The Chad Minayu told Masha, one was making a mistake by a little bit. Right? The one who said it was at two hours, he made a mistake of a little bit. Right? It was a little bit before a little bit happened. And the one who mistake, one, one of them was making a mistake. They, one said it took place at two, one said it took place at three, right? So it could have been the end of two, beginning of three, and one's making a mistake by a little bit. The story could have taken place either, what, at nine, or even at the beginning of, uh, at, uh, either at, uh, at the beginning of 10, right? At, at, either at, end, at nine o'clock or a little bit after 10, a little, right? Either, the, either before nine o'clock, Right around nine o'clock or around ten o'clock. So, isn't that a big difference? No. The Chadminayu Katoi Show Masha. One's making a mistake. The one who says three and one's taking five. The story took place either at around nine or at about ten. Maybe a little bit before nine. Maybe a little bit after ten. One of them's making a mistake by an hour and plus. Right. So that's what they're. That's what Rabbi is saying. Rabbi is saying is that people don't make much of a mistake, and therefore. Uh, therefore, contributor, we can make their testimonies jibe, and nobody's lying over here. And therefore, we're going to kill Ruvain, the murderer. The Gemara is going to say that this was this is really tomorrow's Gemara. We'll get to this tomorrow. What a minute! <laughs> Why are you trying to make them in sync? Just the opposite. Maybe when the guy said three o'clock, uh, three hours a day, maybe he meant at eight o five, let's say. And the guy who said at five at uh, five hours a day, he meant at uh, ten fifty five. In other words, maybe they're far apart, and therefore they're not talking about the same case, and therefore we have to let the defendant go. Why don't you say that? We'll pick this up tomorrow, Mirza Hashem, and continue with this story. Okay, have a good day, everybody.